Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, I'm super excited to chat this week with my guest. Her name is Jenny Bradley, and she is the founder and attorney of Triangle Smart Divorce in Cary, North Carolina. So thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Nicole. Yeah. How's the weather over there? My, my best girlfriend lives in Raleigh and I actually lived in Brevard, North Carolina for like a year and a half, which was fun. Yeah. Brevard. You must be artsy then. No, not really. We're actually, I wouldn't say we, my husband is a mountain biker and wanted to be by the mountains. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah, they have those too. Yeah. Not like y'all have on the Pacific Northwest though. Exactly. Yeah. That's why we ended up coming back. Like uh, we were there about that in 2018 and uh, we just kind of missed being where we were in the mountains. So we came back. <laughs> yeah. So I live in Raleigh and the business is in Cary. So I'm oh, cool. familiar with where your good friend lives. It is um, unseasonably cool here today. Only 87 and it feels like 93. Oh yeah. That's, you know, it's- cold front for you guys. <laughs> That's right. It's the humidity that gets you. I know. Yeah. See, like, um, I'm originally from New Orleans and so. Oh, well we, then you know. Yeah. So like, that's what kind of what happened. We were like, oh, it, like, it'd be nice to go back South a little, but not New Orleans. And that's how we landed in North Carolina. Um, but yeah, the humidity, like I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I've been to New Orleans three times and every time I took a shower and stepped outside and it was like I hadn't. I know. Yes. I would walk out of you know, class at LSU trying to get across campus and you're drenched and then you get in like the freezing cold air conditioning and then you freeze to death and then it's just a cycle over and over. <laughs> but anyway, on to funner stuff. Um, you got your champagne, drinking it. How, what do you think? I do. Thank you. It's a great rosé, which is fantastic for this kind of weather. Yay. Awesome. I yeah, never I- drink rosé champagne. I never drink rosé really, except for when it's hot outside and it is. So this is great. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I've only recently got into rosés. Actually, it was when I started this podcast like a year ago because I was running out of options to trying things. And so I tried like the sparkling rosé and yeah, I've been loving it. Especially, yeah, like you said, in the summer. Um, well, cool. So tell us all about you. You know, how long have you had your practice? Um, have you, how long have you been a business owner? Like how'd you get into it? You know, all of that good stuff. Yeah, so I've had this practice three and a half years. I've been a lawyer since 1998, which means 22 years now, but not a business owner during most of that, either working for someone else or being partners with other people. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it was in 2016, I started getting the notion that I wanted to build something my way and to market the way I wanted to market and help the people I wanted to help. And be able to be more selective about who I worked with among other things. And mm-hmm. then I just decided I was going to start my own law firm. So that's what I did. And we started Triangle Smart Divorce beginning of 2017. 
um, because there were a lot of folks out there that we felt were very smart people, but were getting taken advantage of in the divorce process Mm -hmm. or were making mistakes and not realizing they were making mistakes. And then we're coming to other law firms I had been at trying to clean it up after the fact, which is often difficult, if not impossible. Yeah. And so we wanted to help smart people stop screwing up their divorces. So we started Triangle Smart Divorce. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I was looking at your Instagram and it's, yeah, we stop smart people from making stupid mistakes when getting divorced. Like, I love that. It was so like concise and funny and caught my attention. Like, so good job. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, and I imagine, you know, and it looks like you have employees, you know, and it's got to be pretty busy running your own practice. Like, do you have any like tips on work and life balance or anything like that that works for you? I don't think I've found it yet. <laughs> it can be elusive for sure. <laughs> I don't know if when you're growing a business, if you ever turn off your brain about how I can make this big business better, how I can help more people, how I can leverage my time more, what kind of technology can I use, mm-hmm. um, how can we reach more people, how can we help more people, how can we hire more people. I don't know that that part of my brain will ever shut off. Right. Um, but I literally have to schedule myself my quote free time <laughs> um, because I will always honor a commitment for court, right? Your lawyer's right. going to show up in court when they're supposed to be there and I'll honor a commitment to a client and I will show up for appointments and showed up for this podcast on time and those kinds of things. And I found that if I actually put on the calendar, the commitments I made to myself to do things like exercise or meet up with friends or do some other things that weren't business related, that then I would do them. But if mm-hmm. I just left them to the side to hope they would happen and I would squeeze them in whenever I wasn't busy doing something else, they never happened. Yeah. I love that. I, I'm guilty of doing the same exact thing. And um, yeah, I think it, being an entrepreneur, I don't know that our brains will ever shut off. Like it's always kind of been like this for me, like to the point where I have so many notes in my phone or like just notes scribbled everywhere. Cause I, I feel like they're constantly like below the surface and then they just come up, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Balance. It's such a tricky word, but I always love getting other people's like opinions on it of what they do, you know? Cause I'm like, hmm, maybe this will help me. <laughs> I mean, I think the thing is if it's important to you, whether it's exercise, it's family time, it's alone time, it's reading time, meditation time, whatever it is, you've got to, you've got to make it a priority. And by making it a priority, you put it on your calendar, right? I don't know yeah. who said it. I'm sure millions of people have said it, but you can look at somebody's checkbook. Well, we don't carry those anymore. You can look at somebody's bank account and you can look at somebody's calendar and you can see what their priorities are, right? Where yeah. they spend their time and where they spend their money. So that's true. So simple. Like it shows it pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but we have scheduled spontaneity. So <laughs> true. Um, so you mentioned, you know, like what kind of different things, you know, you are constantly thinking of, you know, ways to grow in technology and stuff like that. Like, do you have any go-to apps or like automation or anything that you use that you just love? Yes and no. We were talking about it before we got on this call. Um, calendar scheduling software has been the bane of my existence at times to get these yes. things to sync up and <laughs> and such and and send what you want it to send and be where you want it to be. And so I've kind of been resistant to that, but recently Mm -hmm. we at least started employing it in our business for 
our intake person who does all the initial calls with folks that are coming into the office as potential clients and she's loving it. And we had layered on text messaging on top of that for her and such and automated some text messages and some other things, uh, you know, but have the merge fields in there for the person's first name. So it feels more personal than a robot sent you a text. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, been helpful as far as making her process easier, which in turn then makes us have more people we can help because mm-hmm. then she can get to more people quickly. But it's, it's, <laughs> I'm still a pen and paper kind of person. I mean, on my wall, I have, here's our numbers about this. Here's our numbers about that. But so for me, like Trello is one of the best things because yeah. I'm very visual. Mm-hmm. And so project boards are very helpful. Um, we have a CRM called Lawmatics that we use that automates a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. um, which has been fantastic for that. We've just started playing in the last couple of months with Documate for a lot of things that we do in our business that are very similar and might only have 10 to 15% that actually you have to tweak for individual situations. And so trying to streamline those document creation processes mm-hmm. and just stuff like that. And of course, using Zapier to make apps talk to each other so you don't have to do redundant data entry in three different programs and you can have it pull in from different places. But I know, isn't nothing, Zapier amazing? Like, it's so yeah, cool. It I mean, I got in there the other day and I was like, oh my God, I've been doing this financial dashboard for myself, like brute force, right? <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, I can pay 10 more dollars a month and I can just have it zap over from QBO straight into an Excel spreadsheet for me? Why have I not known this before? Yeah, and it, it, it can zap so many things. It's it's crazy. Yeah, we're marketing on Facebook right now. So we can zap the lead from Facebook into our CRM, mm-hmm. into the text messaging system, and shoot out a Calendly link. That's awesome. Okay, so I was about to ask, are you, do you use Calendly? Because obviously I'm about to break up with them, but that's who you're using? <laughs> that's who we're using for that one employee okay. right now on a very small scale. <laughs> you know, I, I've heard a lot of folks uh, break up with them eventually and switch to Acuity, but I don't know that there's a magic bullet, Nicole. Right, yeah. I've heard good things about Acuity as well, so maybe I will, yeah. Yeah, maybe I can get Zapier to take Calendly to Acuity so I can just not have to do it all. <laughs> like there you go. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Um, what is your favorite or most effective way that you market your business? My favorite is calling alumni clients, people who have made it through the process and got broke on through to the other side as the door mm-hmm. set. Um, and talking to them about, you know, how their life is different, how their life is better, sometimes how their life is not better and helping them with resources for those things and just continuing to stay in touch with folks that we've helped. Mm -hmm. And then they in turn become great referral sources for us. And so I much prefer to do the one-on-one stuff, uh, phone calls or meet and greets or you know, let's, I don't drink coffee. So we'll say we'll meet for tea or wine as the case may be more often than not. (laughs) And, and those types of things, I I just prefer those. Like this is out of my comfort zone doing podcasts. This is out of my comfort zone doing video. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, I have to make myself do it in order to get comfortable with it. So it's just much more, I'd rather sit down with you with a nice bottle of wine and have a great conversation with you. 
Yeah. Which is strange, right? Because we're doing the same thing right now on a podcast, but somehow it's, I had to like, you know, have a glass of wine before I got on the call with you. Yeah. I mean, that's the point of it. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than like, I love champagne, but no, I, I totally know exactly what you're saying. Like I was terrified to start this podcast because it was so out of my comfort zone. Like when you say you love picking up the phone and calling people, that makes me anxious. Cause like, I, if you call me, I will not answer, but I will text you right back. Like that's just, I don't know why. <laughs> so yeah, this was definitely getting out of my comfort zone, but you're right. Like the more we do things like that, the easier they become. Well, yeah. And then you find that you have growth when you're outside your comfort zone, right? Yeah, I mean, totally. You know, if you stay where you are and you stay comfortable, then you're going to stay where you are in your business too. Like your business isn't going to grow and you're not going to personally grow. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And I love too that you mentioned referrals and, and, you know, just keeping up with people that you've worked with um, because that is such an effective way of marketing your business. I mean, it obviously takes a little bit more, you know, a little bit more energy than like, say, posting to Facebook or, you know, writing blogs or things like that. But it's just such a, a good and organic way to grow your business. And I think a lot of us forget about that because we, you know, we see all the digital stuff we should be doing and I should be doing that. And so-and-so is doing a webinar. I should do that. But I don't know. I mean, it really is about like, I mean, it's about relationships. Yeah. I mean, business is about relationships. It's about working with people, you know, like, and trust, right? So right. you go back and you go, you go back to the people that already know, like, and trust you and stay top of mind with them. And then when they find a friend or a family member going through some of the same stuff they were going through, they're like, oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Jenny and her firm helped us out a lot. And right. they remember you because they've talked to you in the last six months or they've gotten your newsletter every month or whatever. And, and honestly, you know, referrals that come from people we've already worked with convert better. Yeah. Um, need less effort on behalf of our team um, to close a sale and um, the expense, the cost of acquisition of a client is a lot less than it is when you start versus digital marketing and other things. Right. Totally. Not to say we don't do Facebook ads and we don't do Google ads because we do, mm -hmm. but um because I don't, I'm not a proponent of you should put all your eggs in one basket by any means when it comes to marketing. Yeah, it's the mix. You know, it's having that strategy of the different things that you're doing and, and how you're going to bring them in and being able to utilize all of those different channels, you know, is what brings the best results. Well, awesome. Yeah, no, I love that. All of it. Um, so you mentioned, you know, doing a podcast, other things like that kind of get you out of your comfort zone. Like, so, you know, what do you do? What do you do? Like, do you have anything like in your mind that you're like, okay, this month I'm going to do this to break out of my comfort zone or like anything's, you know, like how do you continually break out of your comfort zone to grow your business? And like, do you have any advice for other business owners that, you know, are thinking, you know, trying to figure out how to get out of their comfort zone and need a little motivation and, you know, just advice. Um, yeah, just sign up and do it. So true. So simple. Not super easy to execute sometimes, but yes, <laughs> I totally agree. I mean, I went on a spree in April and I said, I'm going to do six podcasts this year. I don't know who I'm going to do six podcasts with, but I'm going to do six podcasts this year. I signed up for this date. We're in August right now. I don't know <laughs> when this will drop, but we're recording this in August. And I signed up for this date in April. 
awesome. Are you going to hit all six? Uh, this is seven, actually. So I'm ahead of my streak. There you go. I beat my goal. Um, and I have another one this month, and I have one in September as well. Yeah. And those first two were horrible. <laughs> like, I was nervous the day before. You know, I'm a trial lawyer, right? And I want to throw up before I go do a podcast. <laughs> like, you would think funny. public speaking would be something I'm accustomed to. But trials yeah. aren't public speaking. Trials are your client, another client, another lawyer, and a judge. Completely different. Yeah. Um, and so part of it was I just had to get out of my own way and out of my own head and say, you know, I don't care what I sound like. I don't care what I look like on these podcasts or videos. Um, and I don't mean to say I'm showing up disheveled and, you know, right. anything like that. But I mean, like, hey, this is my voice. I do have a Southern accent. <laughs> I do weigh more than I should presently weigh right now. But you know what? That's what I look like. And that's what, if somebody sees this and decides they want to come in and meet with me, that's what they're going to see. So mm-hmm. big deal. Um, and just getting over what people thought. I mean, right. there was a part of me who was like, oh, I'm going to put this out here and people are going to make fun of me and people are going to do this and people, who cares? Yeah. Like the people that resonate with what we're talking about right now, they're going to love it. And the people yeah. that don't are going to be like, change the channel. So that's the biggest thing is just getting out of my own way and making myself do it. Same thing with videos. Like I was supposed to record my own videos. That was another one of my things this year. I did about four of them. I didn't like them. I didn't do anything (laughs) with them. So then I hired a marketing assistant and I hired another person who's like a video coach and paid him money. And we recorded one video a week for 12 weeks straight. And my marketing assistant got them uploaded and got them on Facebook and got them in other places because I knew I needed to do that for my business to grow. Because mm-hmm. like you said, you can put out free resources and white papers and whatever. But I think people, particularly now with this lovely pandemic we're still dealing with, they want human connection more than ever. Yes. And, and I can say in a minute and a half on a video, the same thing that it takes me 30 minutes to write down. Mm-hmm. So just had to do it. And that's who I am. Like, you just got to jump in and do it for some other folks. I know just small incremental steps, you know, like put it on the calendar, make it happen. I wasn't going to start my own podcast. I wasn't ready for that heavy lift. Like you have on your end for this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and worrying about getting guests and, you know, staying constantly posting and having guests and having podcasts going and all those things and worrying about content and whatnot and getting correct zoom links over yeah yeah (laughs) sending your zoom links over by calendly when it's busted and whatever else I didn't want to deal with any of that and so I was like okay just I talked to one of my coaches and she said well you need to meet Nicole first of all and then here's Neil and then here's Brett and then you know (laughs) so I got like three just from talking to her that like this is something I want to do yeah um And then I didn't even know this, but I had a lot of other friends in the legal field who did podcasts in other areas. And they're like, hey, we want you, a divorce lawyer, to come on our podcast and talk about the overlap of I just got fired. How does that affect support? Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going through a divorce. What should I know for my estate plan? And so I just started doing those things and doing like complimentary service with those. Another guy was a relationship coach. And he was like, can you come on and talk about divorcing a narcissist? I was like, yeah. I got some experience in that. I'll be happy to talk about it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. And it's like, huh? it sounds like it kind of started snowballing, you know, like once you kind of gave, you know, like not gave up, like, but just gave up caring in a sense, you know, and then like these opportunities started to happen and, you know, things started moving. 
yeah, I mean, it was funny. And now, like I said, I have two more scheduled that I didn't even have planned to do. And they just kind of said like, hey, Jenny, I saw you on Blah Blah Blah's podcast. And yeah. I was thinking like, you should come on mine and talk about this. Like I implement Profit First in my business by mm-hmm. Mike Michalowicz. And so this guy who's doing Profit First for lawyers is like, come on my podcast and talk about how it's worked for you. I was like, okay. That's awesome. I just recently read that book. It's amazing. It's like life-changing. <laughs> it's great. And I need to figure out how to implement it in my personal life and then scale that for my clients. I think it would be really, really helpful for them as well. It's yeah. it's not quite as harsh as Dave Ramsey-esque total mm-hmm. money manager. And so I think a lot of people would embrace it a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and read his, read his next book, the Fix This Next, if you haven't read it. That's the one that just came out. And I really wish he'd have wrote that one first because it's kind of like all of his other books tell you how to do the pieces of Fix This Next. But it goes through your business and analyzes, like, if this is broken, you need to fix this first before you go downstream and try to fix six other things. Oh, okay. Fix this one thing, maybe it will solve some of the other problems you're having. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. I have heard of that, that one. I hadn't, I, I haven't read it though. So I just wrote it down. Um, that's awesome. Okay. And are you still keeping up with the videos? Like, how is that going? Like, did it get less scary? I mean, cause I hate video. I hate it. Like for a minute, like a hot minute, I was going to put this podcast, like recording on video and put it on YouTube. And actually Kristen was like my first guinea pig that did it with me. And then I was like, mm. <laughs> so I've kind of like retreated because I just, I don't particularly care for video either, but did it get less scary? <laughs> It got completely less scary and I had missed a couple because I was on vacation in July. And so the last session I had, we did three in a row. Okay. And they just do this flowed and they came out and they did really well. And I liked it so much. I signed up for another six months with him so I can crank out 24 more. Oh, that's awesome. That is fantastic. Okay. That's good to hear. I've I've gone back and forth of like trying to like make myself do have you ever heard of anybody doing like that 30 day live challenge where you go like live for 30 days yeah I tried that in January and I think I made it through about January 8th and I really (laughs) yeah so I keep going back and forth on that sorry I'm like starting to think about that (laughs) you know that's the thing though right and it's almost like your question is you know how do you get comfortable doing these things and I don't know if you do or if you actually just start to get comfortable being uncomfortable, Nicole. True. Yeah. I, I love that. Because I so don't true. like it. You can talk to my wife about it. She's like, you're a mess on Mondays before you have to do these videos. You're stressed <laughs> out. You're ill-tempered. You're mm-hmm. short with me. And then I get them done. I'm like, yeah, I did them. And then there <laughs> they are. They come back to me all nice and polished and edited and poof, they appear in like Facebook and YouTube. It's amazing. Yeah. And then, you, you know, you're starting that, that, you know, marketing funnel, you're getting those connections. People are getting to getting to know you on such an easier level than just like going straight to your website, you know, to, to read about you. It's just such a, a difference when they can see us talking and using our hands or, you know, whatever that makes us us. Right. That we're not doing right now because you don't want to do video. <laughs> I know. I know. And then I was like, even like, I'll just drink a little more champagne. It'll be fine. Things are fine. But yes. Okay. I, I'm, I'll rethink about it. And I, I will start doing videos too. You've inspired me because yeah, I just need to. But just try <laughs> one a month. Yeah, that's true. That's good. Okay. I mean, you might be one of those people that needs to start in small incremental steps and see the progress. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. It's kind of like I mean, when I decide I'm going to lose weight, right? Like I can't stop drinking Coca-Cola. Like mm-hmm. I just can't say I'm not going to drink it anymore. I am a Southerner. 
I drink five or six a day. Mm-hmm. I have now weaned myself down to one a day. Oh, that's awesome. Good job. Yeah. I will go to one every other day and then I'll cut back some more. But if you told me I couldn't have another one, I'd be like, I have to have 12. Right. Yes, that's true. Yeah. When it's, it can get overwhelming or just like big steps. I was a Dr. Pepper addict. I used to have like five a day. I have been clean since 08. So wow. it is definitely possible. Like I, I mean, I thought of Dr. Pepper the second I woke up in the morning. I had to have so many during the day. Like, so yeah, I yep. have faith in you. You can do it. Totally. Yeah. You small steps to get there. And maybe you went cold turkey. So maybe you could hop right in and do multiple videos a month. But I think one a month is a good start if you're, a, if you're kind of really anxious about it. Yeah, true. I like that. I love that idea, actually. Because that's kind of like the same thing with this podcast. Like I told you, I was really, it was definitely out of my comfort zone to start it. And like, I almost like canceled like the first few because I was so nervous. Um, but it, I was doing it each week and it's, I'm able to edit, you know, like I don't get overwhelmed doing it because it's one a week. And then, um, so I like that idea of doing one a month and just starting small. Right. I mean, awesome. you know, our, I have several different business coaches and one of them says like the babies don't come out of the womb walking True, and it's uncomfortable for them and they're a little scared about it. We're more scared for them than they are for themselves probably. But, um, you know, then they start to walk and then they're able to run and then they're able to jump and then they're able to do this. So, you know, why do you think you should be a video professional coming out of the gate? You know, you've got to work on it. You've got to practice and you've got to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. You can look at so many people that are like phenomenal on video now. And if you look at their earlier work, it's the same, same thing. They weren't as great. You know, it wasn't as polished. Like it's completely different because it just evolves as you go, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm a huge sports buff. Go back and watch the 1980s version of sports center. Right. <laughs> and then look at it now. And you're like, Oh, now right. they got their shit together. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's pretty impressive now. Um, yeah, I loved, I loved your about section too. This has nothing to do with video, but on your website and talks about how competitive you are with games and stuff. I am yeah. like the same way. Uh, I played this card game called slam, Witch with my daughter the other day, it's kind of like blackjack and I kicked her ass. And my, my husband was like, dude, she's like nine, give her a break. I'm like, I can't help it. I can't help it. <laughs> I mean, I played basketball growing up and my dad would always practice with me. He blocked my shots. And I'd be like, come on, man. I'm 12. Right? I know. I mean, and every once like, in a while, I will let her lose. I mean, like, win if I, I don't know. But it takes a lot in me to let that happen. He'd be like, if you're going to come in here, come in here strong. I'm like, right. okay. So then I learned how to shoot a three-point shot because he couldn't keep up with me out there. There you go. So, you know, I think I beat him in ping pong twice growing up. So I'm sure some of this is deeply ingrained in my subconscious about right. not being able to get let off the jugular and keep the pedal to the metal. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay, cool. We are to your favorites. Um, what is your favorite book? The Big Leap. Ah, that's been recommended a few times. I'm going to have to read that. We have a book club as well from all these awesome recommendations. Um, so I'm going to put that on the list. Because we have I've... one in our office too. We have not read that one yet. Oh, awesome. we, are, we are currently reading Girls Stop Apologizing. Oh, I have not read that one, but I mean, I've obviously heard tons about it. Is it good? Do you like it? I like it. Um, it's very similar. I had just read Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And so mm-hmm. it's somewhat similar about, you know, be who you are and stop apologizing for you who are. Um, but I'm, I'm not that much into it. I'm about a third of the way into it. Come back okay. to me in, in two weeks. And I'll let you know. Okay, cool. <laughs> 
Um, what is your favorite drink? I was going to say red wine, and then I was more specific. Um, <laughs> French red burgundy. Mm, that is one of my favorites as well. Although I've been kind of leaning more towards like the heavier, like the Bordeaux ones. I don't know why. Well, I don't know why either, because most of them smell <laughs> like a barnyard to me because of the Merlot. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, I love red wine. They have different varieties, so that's true. Can have what they like. Yep, that is true. Um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? Is it too obvious to say sleep? <laughs> no, that's one of my favorite things. I enjoy a great nap. Yes. I agree too. Um, I, I hated them when I was younger, when I was a kid, and now as an adult, I'm like, these are the best things ever. <laughs> That's so funny. My mom says I never napped as a kid. Yeah, it's okay. So I'm not the only one. Like, I hated it. I hated them. No, once I got to college, like, I was like, oh my God, the value of a nap. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your favorite thing to watch? Any kind of sports. I During COVID, I found myself watching the Cornhole Collegiate Championship. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't, I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, um, I have been, like, anxiously watching, like, as far as, I'm like, I went to LSU, so big SEC fan, and, you know, just football in general, like, what's going to happen this fall, and so it's going to be interesting. I'm from Tennessee. I get it. Ah, yes, you do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I enjoy watching the Tour de France, too, because I get to see the French countryside without having to travel. Yeah, and, and those, are, those are interesting to watch, honestly. Like, it's just, man, those guys are insane. Yeah. And then I've, when they crash, I, oh, it's so sad to see. Horrific crashes, yeah. I know. It's insane. Um, uh, where's your favorite place to go? Aruba. It is right outside the hurricane belt. It's about 87 degrees all year round, and it has tremendous trade winds, so there's always a breeze. Oh, that sounds amazing. Wow. Great snorkeling, just calm ocean. It's really mm -hmm. nice. Mm, that sounds so, that sounds amazing right now. I would love to be on a beach with some, I don't know, Mai Tai or something. <laughs> you can take your champagne to the beach. It's That's okay. true. I can do that too. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Okay. So where can everybody find you? Like what's your website, social media, so they can connect with you there? Uh, website is www.trianglesmartdivorce.com. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on LinkedIn. We are on YouTube and we are on Insta. Once upon a time, I was on Pinterest and Reddit, but it's just too hard to keep up with all that stuff. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I mean, and you don't necessarily have to have every single one on, you know, I mean, it really depends on where your people are, you know? Right. Right. And you know, this is what you do for a living coach people on marketing. I think it's more important to be consistent mm -hmm. where you are than it is to necessarily be on every channel. Yes, totally. 100% agree. Well, this has been awesome. I'm so glad that we were able to chat and have some champagne and just, yeah, connect. Yeah. Shout out for Kristen to hooking us up. I know. She's a, she's a awesome. I love her. I can't wait to meet her. I have not met her in real life yet, but she's not even that far from me. I'm like, you need to come out here and go wine tasting. And whenever you can travel, you got to come out here from North Carolina. We could all go wine tasting. It'd be so much fun. 
I can travel now. I've already been to Aruba in July. Is that oh, an invitation? That's true. I guess we aren't like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that would be so fun one day. Cool. But, um, awesome. Well, yeah, well, I know you're crazy busy. So thank you so much for just, you know, sharing your time. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone.